Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Versus, the show where nerds do what nerds do best, argue. I'm Caitlin Hempstead, and this week I will be representing Walter White. And I'm Adam Peacock, and this week I will be representing Sheldon Cooper. Yes, it is the battle of the nerds, the science guys. Two equally villainous characters. Very villainous. Evil down to the core. Uh, And we'll just... Get straight into it and start with our opening arguments. So, Adam, uh, you're going to have two minutes to state your case. Tell me, please, why Sheldon Cooper is the greatest character of all time. I, well, I, I want to tell you that I came into this. I don't like Sheldon Cooper. I am very, this is very difficult for me. And then sitting around last night playing video games with my pals, I got an update from The Guardian that said Kim Jong-un was in Russia on an armor militarized train heading to Vladimir Putin for an undisclosed (laughs) meeting. And that made me terrified because those two guys are getting together. Because guess what? They want to blow us up and we're going to need some sort of weird new American Prometheus because I did just see Oppenheimer. We're going to need the Sheldon Coopers of the world. We're going to need the Sheldon Coopers from the big banks because the Johnny Galicki guys, they ain't going to do shit when it gets down to the real nitty gritty. Okay, so we're going to need guys like Sheldon who have no soul. They got no feelings. They have no empathy for anybody. They're just trying to get the job done. Loss of life is a complete write off for these types of people. They're the ones who drop the bombs. They're the ones who control everything okay because at the end of the day you and i and galecki we don't have the balls to do what needs to be done and guys like sheldon cooper do these autistic scientists with nothing to lose they need to get in there and they need to get shit done and that doesn't mean i have to like them but the enemy of my enemy is my friend and i don't want kim jong-un and vladimir putin doing god knows what i want guys like jim parsons and sheldon cooper on my side because they're the ones we're gonna need So not only this Caltech stuff is just a, it's a boring beginning step for young Sheldon. He comes straight out of Texas. This kid's brilliant. He's got a bunch of degrees by the time he was 12 years old. I think he got a PhD when he was 16. He just knows things. He's brilliant. He's the guys we need. You know, you don't have to hang out with them after school or work or whatever, but you're going to want them on your side when the shit hits the fan. That's, that's my, that's my time. I'm sad. (laughs) your points are really good but they made me sad i really did when i got that update from the news i was like oh this that's that's my that's my my talking point yeah that's it for america 
Um, wow, really compelling argument. So yeah, I mean, I'm just so I'm so sad too. <laughs> but all right, well, let's put two minutes on the clock. You tell us why Walter White is the greatest character ever. Sure, Sheldon Cooper is a genius. Bunch of degrees at a very young age. Sure, he is uh, an affectless, um, amoral nightmare who would step on his best friend's face to get a credit or a one-liner in. But Walter White is better than him in every single possible way. Let me tell you about this. He, yeah, Walter's in, Walter White is a freaking genius. Okay, uh, he's a great professor. He works at Los Alamos. He's a brilliant chemist. Okay, his research led to a Nobel Peace Prize. Has Sheldon ever done that? I don't even want to hear the answer because it's my turn to talk. Uh, and then he's a really good high school teacher. Okay, he's like pretty compassionate to these shitty little kids. Even though we later find find out he's an empty void inside the shell of a man with no soul at all and yet in spite of that uh holding him back he's also a great dad and i know you're gonna say he missed the birth of his baby daughter because he was busy doing a drug deal but it was with john carlo esposito you, you you can't tell me you wouldn't do a drug deal with john carlo esposito he's an american treasure yeah he's not that great of a dad to his older son because he abandons him okay whose dad didn't it's character building and of course he's a great role model and father figure to jesse pinkman he helps him get out of a bad relationship by murdering that girl he helps him find gainful employment selling drugs and then he helps him get off the drugs for a while uh and he's a great cook and not just of meth we do see him make an omelet at one point but that's not really what i even want to talk about i want to talk about how walter white is a great american nay the great american there is no more american figure than the entrepreneur the small business owner the man who sacrifices to increase his capital okay and you cannot tell me that walter white didn't make a lot of money end yeah i look i agree with you on all that stuff and what it breaks my heart because i know that my guy crushes guys like your guy okay my guy's walmart and walter white's just you know the cordial shop look if you're putting up cbs's versus amc uh we're gonna have some words see i don't even know what an amc is see <laughs> you're talking about the motion picture theater i think you're being facetious uh <laughs> Wait, what were they on FX? I don't remember. You're saying you're saying Sheldon's too big to fail. The Big Bang Theory is just too much of a juggernaut of a show. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh God, the show. Oh Jesus, I thought we were talking characters. The show. That's yeah. I yeah. I think it is. I think Chuck Lorre's un, he's an unkillable monster. Yeah. I I, I, I I back myself into a corner there. Yeah, if you want to talk about impact on this great nation that we live in, the Big Bang Theory is absolutely more impactful than Breaking Bad. More people have seen it. More people like it. People just want to come home. They want to sit and relax. Yeah. They want to watch Sheldon Cooper. They want to hear him man say bazinga two to four times per episode. Absolutely. What makes Sheldon better? He's just scarier, I think. It's just really scary. He scares me. How that, so? I don't, well, we're gonna do this later, but I there's just something there's just something unsettling about him. I think how people describe when they're around 
like when someone gets caught being a serial killer and then they interview their like people around them at work and they're always like, yeah, he was always super weird. That's how I feel about Sheldon Cooper. Hmm. So you never know what he's going to do. The unpredictability is is there. It's just brimming beneath the surface. I don't I hate to be hostile towards you, but like that's your headcanon. That's not what our Lord and Savior Chuck Lorre put down on paper. Whereas like there is absolutely no denying that Vince Gilligan wrote the character Walter White as an actual serial killer. Like he kills so many goddamn people. Yeah. He's killing them with ricin. He's killing them with bags full of meth. He's killing them with his gun. Like this guy can't be stopped. Yeah, I, well, you are the active serial killer is is much different than the potential. I, I completely yes. understand that. The thing that makes me afraid, though, is that Sheldon Cooper did build a nuclear reactor when he was a kid. <laughs> so this guy has the potential to go nuclear, for lack of a better term. It's concerning. He had the government step in when he was a kid because he he had freaking yellow cake. The guy had plutonium. He pushed out. You know? Well, I think the government got to him before he could do anything. I think he would have set that bomb off. Well, the government got to Walter White in the form of Hank, his DEA brother-in-law, and that didn't make him stop. And look what happened to him. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Sheldon lets other people steamroll him. He lets his shitty little roommates talk him into schemes that he doesn't want to do. But Walter White defies the might of the federal government like a true American patriot and a sovereign citizen. And he goes out the way that he wants to. Yeah, did you know if you get pulled over by the cops, you don't have to give him your license. Just tell him I'm a sovereign citizen. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You don't have to pay taxes. You can just say you don't want to. Yeah. Just tell the judge you're not going to do it. Yeah, it's in the Constitution, in a part of it you haven't seen. I think Sheldon goes into these situations thinking, they don't show it. The, the Chuck Lorre is much more subtle than that. He's very subtle. Because I think Sheldon is scanning the room to see how do I make these people work for me? How do they benefit my further existence and the success of my goals? And the ones I don't need, I'll just cut loose. Okay, so he's more Machiavellian, you're saying. He doesn't need violence. Yeah, no, he can, he'll tear you apart from the inside. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very interesting. Whose little, whose little um, cast of supporting characters do you think are better? Oh, God, this is not fair. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Because <laughs> what you're working with over there is Mayim Bialik, somebody who famously has some kind of higher ed degree and uses it to shill supplements to old people on daytime TV. Doesn't she breastfeed her kids till they were like 10? Yeah, she's a fucking weirdo, man. She's like anti-vax <laughs> and then tried to walk it back. I don't know what her deal is. Sorry I'm targeting her specifically, but if you're a Jew, I'm going to hold you to a higher standard. Sorry. It's problematic. Look, I'm not judging. I mean, actually, I am a little bit, but I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, you know, just interesting to bring up. That's all. Yeah. Just like if your kid can ask to watch Bluey, I don't think they need your boob in their mouth anymore. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I mean, who? but not yet. Are you implying that I could become a doctor? Because I literally couldn't. I am not smart enough. Sovereign citizen. Just say Sovereign. you're a doctor. 
you're so right. God, I really need to follow Walter's example and just say I am who I want to be. I can practice medicine. You can't stop me, Licensing Board of California. It's just a bunch of bureaucrats, pencil pushers who stopped Sheldon Cooper from detonating uranium in his backyard. Yeah, I do hate that. Okay, so we agree that Breaking Bad has the better wider cast. Walt attracts better people to him. Yeah. I mean, Kaylee Cuoco, she's very beautiful. Does that count? Yeah. Well, so is Skylar. Yeah, that's true. She's like freaking six foot seven or something. That lady is statuesque. (laughs) She's got big eyes, too. Yeah. Very beautiful. Anna Gunn. Loved her on Deadwood. So I think like, you know, beautiful lady is um, more, you know, I don't want to compare them on just their appearance. but because that's, I mean, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, right? So that doesn't count. Those Sure. But if it's Battle of the Blondes, I mean, Skylar sets up a very successful money laundering business for Walt that almost gets them out of trouble with the law. Kaylee Cuoco dates Johnny Galecki and she'll just be a dateline subject when Sheldon kills everybody. Yeah. It is cool how she got like, when she becomes more badass we're watching ozark too have you watched ozark no is it fun oh yeah like laura linney goes from like zero to a hundred it kind of reminds me a lot of scott like the show reminds me anyway it's just it's cool when when those when those characters do that yeah and you know i admire skylar too it's like if life doesn't give you what you wanted out of it you know one day you're packing weird little figurines to sell on etsy and the next day you are running a chain of um car washes that are just fronts for meth money and this is tough too i don't know i can't speak for certainty about if like i don't have any specific examples if she if she caught shit or not i'm sure kaylee cuoco did catch shit from that show from aggressive nerds and you know creeps i know for sure anna gunn did yeah i think didn't she write some piece in the new york times about how she was people were just awful to her because of Skylar and what she was doing. They were incredibly mean. And I'm sort of like, you know, I think if we're going to talk fandoms, uh, yeah, totally. Like uh, Breaking Bad fans had the Rick and Morty thing where they were like, this character is awesome. And the creator was like, (laughs) no, he's not awesome. (laughs) This guy's a piece of shit, you ding dongs. Um, But (laughs) Big Bang Theory fans um, are. Um, how how do I put this in a non-disrespectful way? Um, I feel they have no interior monologues because if they had to be alone with their own thoughts, I, I think that they would no longer exist on this physical plane. Do you know what I mean? I think so, yeah. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so I, I think that that's a worse um, fandom. It's a two and a half men crowd. Yeah, and I'm not being very nice, but I, I'm speaking a truth. Well, deep down I don't from think anybody's going to. I can't even try to make it a fun bit out of like what show is more makes you think more. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to have fun with you there, but there's just no contest. I think did I think Big Bang really inspired a lot of the uh, the fake geek movement from people. Yeah. Of what um, they thought was geek. And I think that became a big thorn in the side of the nerd community and also i think it's a big part of the reason why nerds is jocks now like it being like i'm into marvel uh makes you popular and gives you a license to be a bully yeah really oh my god it really did and i blame Lori, chuck freaking Lori. this show is a cancer um who would you rather have to plan a heist with sheldon cooper or walter white sheldon cooper it's gonna be awful 
but it's going to be the most efficient non he's like a vulcan mm-hmm. it, so it'll be just the most it'll be like the bank heist at the beginning of the dark night okay like flawlessly executed yeah totally and just let him be in charge just play to his ego a little bit so i, I think that would go with with sheldon I feel like I have a better chance of getting away. Yeah. Whereas Walt does sort of have kingpin energy where it's like he's sort of this big intimidating figure um, and yet his schemes are like pretty easily foiled because someone who works for him is just going to be a chaotic idiot. If you were to be inserted into a relationship with either, and I don't mean, I mean like in a, like if you were made to be a member of the white family mm. or you were made to be a roommate of Sheldon Cooper, like you had a relationship with this person, who, how do you think, who do you think you would navigate better through? Say Walter White's your dad. Yeah. Well, I can only look at where the shows have gone. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of Breaking Bad, look, this is spoilery, but uh, to my memory, um, Walt Jr. has an enormous trust fund because of a bunch of barrels of millions of dollars in the desert. Um, Holly is okay. Uh, she'll presumably get some of that money too. And Skylar is living a fun, fresh new life. So, and Big Bang Theory... They're all just still like roommates. They'll just like still live in that fucking apartment. It's like it's like it, it, it it's like hell there. It's not even hell. It's purgatory with no chance to see the face of God. You're just trapped with that man forever. So I pick Walter. I will say it again. I agree with you. You make this this difficult to do this because I agree with a lot of your points. But I'm going to pick Sheldon because I can walk away from that. I can get out of that purgatory and start new friendships. The White family is going to be in therapy for a long fucking time. They, I mean, Skylar, forget about getting into another relationship. Like, yeah. that's over. That's done so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be her and a bunch of dogs from now on. Totally, yes. Yeah. The baby might might be okay, but, you know. Who knows? But I think Sheldon's brand of psychological torture is sort of more insidious because like if you later on in your life, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, my dad was a drug dealer. Everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, are you okay?" Whereas if you're like, my roommate manipulated me for like 10 years, people will be like, "Okay, you're dumb. Yeah, you don't even think in the world we live in today with people trying to be more sensitive, you wouldn't score any sort of sympathy from people of like, oh my God, that was so awful for you. You spent a decade being manipulated by this serial killer. Yeah, if I get on Reddit and I'm like, am I the asshole? Everybody's gonna be like, no, no, he's the asshole. Oh, I see. If you're looking for the attention, you'll get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the internet, isn't it? That is the beauty of the internet. (laughs) Um, who would you rather be? Which one of them? Oh, man. Oh, you got me. If I do I have to be honest, Walter White. Okay. Walter White. Yeah, he's cool. He is cool. He gets that okay. cool Heisenberg. He really does find his confidence as, as that show progresses, too. Yeah. And it really feeds my theory that, like, most men should shave their heads. Well, I'm rapidly approaching. Yeah. You getting ready for that? Uh, yeah, probably in the next five years or so. Okay. Well, you're probably going to look really freaking cool. I can't grow a beard, though. No, you don't need a beard. <laughs> Come on. Because he, he needed a beard because he was sad. You're not sad. Well, uh, well, let me ask you this. Who has the cooler accessories, Walter White <laughs> or Sheldon? 
Um, tell me about Sheldon's accessories, and I'll make that. It's the comic book T-shirts, and mm. you know all the toys and stuff. He has like a Star Trek chess set from TNG. Yeah. Um, oh, you might have me here because as cool as like a, a a chemistry set and a fedora are, I do love Star Trek lunchboxes. Yeah. See. I think you win that one. And it's tough because I don't know how you feel about this. I don't respect any man who wears whitey tidy underpants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I decline to comment on that one. <laughs> you wear whatever, you know, cups and supports. Sure. Hey, look. Oh, God. Yeah, please buy them. But just so you know, I don't respect you. Uh, well, we definitely know which character we respect more, and I think we've done a really good job of just uh, point by point illuminating the differences between these two men. Mm-hmm. With that said, Adam, I think we got to go to a break, and when we come back, we'll play some games. That sound fun? Sounds great. Okay. Fake nerd. All right, folks. Welcome back to round two for this week's episode of Versus. Of course, in this round of the show adam and i are going to each pick one game and we are going to challenge each other to play that game and the victor of the game will be decided by you our sweet little listeners and whoever wins the most points wins the episode so uh this week i'm choosing a little game adam that uh we haven't played in a while but i think is going to have some interesting results i challenge you to genre swap so you are going to take our soulless energy vampire friend Sheldon Cooper and put him in a completely different kind of property. And the genre I have chosen for you is a Saw-style Eli Roth torture porn movie. (laughs) So let Sheldon loose. All right. I'd like to hear where you'd take Sheldon in this genre. 60 seconds on the clock. I probably won't need it because I wouldn't change a single thing. I would keep him the exact same way and put him in that movie. Because if you, God, I don't have any examples from him, but if you just take the dialogue and you take the laugh track out, it's, it's just mundane stuff. And I think if you change the lighting and the music and, and the set deck, it becomes a terrifying entity on screen. So I, that's a wonderful genre to put him in because it would be such an easy transition. I think he would be a fun character to follow the whole movie. Did he do it? Did he not do it? And of course, he 1000% did. You know, he keeps coming back. So I think you can keep Sheldon Cooper the exact same way and put him in in an Eli Roth torture, torture porn horror movie. And the things he does are just so insane. And the interactions he has with them taking lines from Big Bang while they're like tied up to a table, getting their like nipples ripped off. It's it's terrifying. I really like that you specified that he keeps coming back like Jason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't be killed. He can't be killed. Yeah. And then like, you know, they come walking out of the building. It's like a whole new group of hot teens who've come to this place to 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 see some action. Like, oh, I'll help you. Gets in the car. End of the movie. And Jim Parsons, by all reports, likable guy, but he doesn't age in a way that is really unsettling. So, like, he's going to keep making these yeah. movies for 40 plus years. He should. And I, oh, I have nothing against Jim Parsons. Here he's a lovely guy. Yeah. All right. I would like you to take Walter White and put him in a James L. Brooks romance style movie. <laughs> we get terms of endearment. Like, 
Sure. Yeah. 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 Classic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. We. Uh, we never really got the story of how Walt and Skylar first fell in love. Uh, we know that she was a waitress um, at, I think, like the cafeteria uh, where he was teaching. And so I'd really like to just see their sort of like romantic and, you know, sorry to James, but a little bit melodramatic uh, story of them first meeting. And, you know, she's there doing a crossword. And so he starts doing the crossword. And they look up and their eyes meet and then he brings her home to find his mother and his mother, you know, they're washing dishes in the kitchen. His mother's like, seems like you guys are getting pretty serious, right? Skylar's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, um, I've always sort of suspected that Walter is a psychopath. Um, and when he was a little kid, we did get him tested and it all the signs sort of indicated that he uh, has no soul. And Skylar just puts the dish down and she looks over at Walter White's mother and she goes, I know. Oh my god. And that's the film. Uh it took a turn, but uh I hope Whoa. I gave you what you needed there. That's like when Tony and Carmela met. Yeah. In the Sopranos. Have you watched this all the Saints of whatever New I Jersey? did watch that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah. Two... I, oh, she's she knows. She I knows. know. Ooh, that's she spooky. always knew. Um and that's genre swap, baby. That's how the game is played. Very good. Well, uh, please let us know which genre you'd want to see more um, in in our little comment section. But I'm going to throw one out to you right now, Caitlin. You know what, buddy? Let's ju- let's just have a little fun. We're going to do a little something called safe search off. We're going to take the next five minutes to do some unsafe searching of this week's subjects that we're representing. We're going to come back and we're going to describe the things that we find for each other. And then you're going to get to decide which one's better. And let's let's agree on a word to pair, because I think you could scroll pretty far down Sheldon Cooper and it wouldn't get too adult. But I think I think we should do the word like sexy or like um, fantasy what are you thinking? Yeah, I was going to do what's that, uh, what's that not safe for work thing? Uh, NSFW? Yeah, put that. Great. That's what I was going to do for mine. Perfect. Let's both, I just want it to be fair. So let's both do the name of our character and then NSFW. Throw up an incognito tab and we'll be right back. Welcome back to our safe search off segment. Caitlin, did you find some not safe for work photos or images of Walter White? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and describe what they are for the for the audience? Okay. God, it feels like the worst book report I've ever done. In this image, um, which seems like it was made on, um, you know how on Jackbox you can uh, draw a picture, but like with the hugest pixel brush? Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like Jackbox. Um Walter White is uh, nude, um, and he is wearing his Heisenberg hat and glasses, um, and there is a green uh, bar over his pelvis, but what appears to be happening is he is uh, being entered by, he is squatting on top of um, beloved 
uh, son character, Jesse Pinkman. Now, Jesse, too, is nude. Um, His head is thrown back in what appears to be ecstasy, and spiraling out of his mouth is uh, crack smoke um, or meth. I uh, wouldn't know how to tell the difference. And, of course, he does have a crack pipe in his hand. Jesse looks like he's having the time of his life. Walter looks incredibly bored. Um, but maybe that's the look of a man who did not use an enema first. And that is my safe search off. Oh, also, it's all in black and white. I oh, think nice. the author uh, wanted to make it classy. So everything's in black and white except for the green bar over Walt's peener. That's great. Thank you. There's a part of me that like thinks that that's what happened when we when we don't see them on screen i yeah i think yeah this is one of those shows where like it probably would have been over faster if they just kind of did it and then we're like that was crazy wasn't that nuts what just happened that was so nuts anyway (laughs) i'm gonna go back to my life now uh uh, what did you find adam well i i discovered a uh a tumblr page this is something called i i don't know if we should that'll be fine i guess if we have to maybe blur it but it's called amy's train fantasy complete (laughs) hot and funny i hope warning not safe for content nothing too much but better not to see it at the office lol the sin closet fandom asked for it i tried my best shy shy enjoy remember i draw fictional characters if you're not comfortable with this kind of post just ignore it and then we enter down on the first panel of what is this comic of sheldon cooper in overalls He's got what appears to be a hanky tied around his neck and he's pouring water onto him and Mayim Bialik is watching him in a very seductive way. The next panel is him embracing. Uh, it's very cute. Their hands are all over each other. He's got his hands on her on her butt. She's making her way down, I believe, the side of his pants. Uh, so that's kind of nice. And then the next panel is them driving in some sort of fast car. Sheldon's wearing his... <laughs> Uh, flash t-shirt. He's a little worried about how fast she's driving, but Mayan Bialik doesn't look afraid. And above them is just a picture of him railing her from behind. <laughs> uh, it's... <laughs> At first, when I looked at it, I thought he had like a bag over his head that was tied off around his neck, but it's just the hanky and the way that she's drawn his hair. But she's got her bra on, so, you know, they're keeping it. It's not getting too wild, but yeah, he's absolutely getting her from the back. And that's Amy's train fantasy. I don't know why it's called the train fantasy, though. Oh, yeah. What I assumed it was going to be everybody running a train on Amy, which if that's her fantasy, then that's wonderful. Or maybe on a train? Which is kind of what I thought it was going to be at first, too. But Yeah. Are they ever on, are they chasing a train in their fast car, Tracy Chapman? <clears throat> maybe. Oh, maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're chasing the train that has the other guys on it and they're all going to they're all going to do each other, too. Oh, that's a nice thought. She's driving to the train. Yeah. Well, good night, everyone. <laughs> Nobody talks about the cast of Friends this way. Why do we do it to ourselves? (laughs) It's like knowing that it's out there and seeing it up close is a very different thing. Yeah, and it's probably not even as bad as it gets. Yeah, but yeah, I think also just like describing it, you know, I'm not that much of a prude, but something about having to (sighs) describe it. Well, um, so whoever's... Image you think uh, did a better job being filthy uh, and not safe for work? That is the winner, yeah. and thus or not safe for work in whatever kind of lovemaking style you prefer. 
Oh, that's true. Behind, you on know, top. Smoking crack. Write in and tell us. Please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. <laughs> I'm begging you not to. We've now reached the point of the show where it is time for closing arguments. So, Adam, we're just going to have two last precious minutes each to talk about why we think our character is the superior character. So why don't you go ahead whenever you're ready? I, I, I really did mean this. I, it was hard for me to do this one. I wanted to challenge myself. And it's really difficult to come up with reasons why the characters is, is better. I think I just got to go for longevity and numbers. How many banners the Big Bang Theory has hung from the ceilings? It's a Chuck Lorre juggernaut. It can't be killed. You could, I mean, it spawned a young Sheldon show with a kid who didn't look like him really all that much when he was little. And he sure shit doesn't look like him now that he's getting older. But... <laughs> You know, that's the power that people love this dude. People root for Walter White, but I think people are obsessed with Sheldon for whatever reason that may be. You know, uh, we're not here to judge unless you're wearing white underpants. But, you know, it, the numbers speak for themselves. You see the Bazinga shirts. on. I mean, you see the Heisenberg shirts, too. So that's not really a fair, a fair assessment. But it's just got that CBS power. It's just the money, the spinoff. You know, it's it's he's just a juggernaut. So I'm just going numbers. I'm just going results. I'm just yeah, just chips. That's all. Wow. And that was 60 seconds. Um, That's really difficult to argue. Yeah, it's a cynical point, but I take it. Honestly, between you and me, I don't even really know if that's true. But (laughs) I just had to say something for the show. The difference between you and me is I always believe in what I say to oh the my letter. I don't do a comedy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to take my 60 seconds and I'm going to tell you what I think. Let's hear it. If you're a true patriot, you don't care about <laughs> the man. Okay. You don't care about what show's bigger, which guy's eviler. You care about trucks which walter white drives you care about um making something of yourself and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and you care about not sucking on the teat of the nanny state for free cancer treatment okay when you could get another job and pay for your own medical care and for all those reasons i truly believe walter white is an american hero um and i think that he could whip sheldon's ass uh with ease physically and i think that um he has created a more iconic style and um look brian cranston's the freaking man dude Uh, okay i'm getting frantic that's the end of it thank you also if you're a patriot beat up a librarian yes (laughs) thank you finally someone's saying it beat up a librarian don't do that don't do that no of course don't do any of this shit don't do crack cocaine don't beat up librarians don't do any of this stuff don't cook meth and if you do don't put chili peppers in it that was stupid. Get your head out of your ass. You can't expect Caitlin and I to raise you your whole lives. Look, your dad and I love you, but you're 18 now and you've got to stop listening to this podcast and go get a job. Jesus Christ. And then come back and listen to this podcast more. We want you to listen to the podcast. Well, we've reached the end 
of another glorious episode of Versus. If you would like to weigh in, we would really love to hear from you. The format of the show demands it. And also, we genuinely just want to hear from you. So tell us who you think won. Adam and I um, stake our entire self-worth on it. And we're both really desperate to win every single episode. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. So if you want to feed our already inflated egos, you can email us at officialvspodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at Wood Elf Media on socials or X at it and use the hashtag VS Podcast and we will find your reply and we will think about it really hard. So until next week, I'm Caitlin Hempstead. I'm Adam Peacock. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Versus is a Wood Elf original series, executive produced by Rob Herding, David Henning, Ryan Middledorf, Caitlin Hempstead, and Adam Peacock. Produced by Tom Breck. Original music by Darren Johnson. Edited by Neely Oftering. Are you a Marvel fan? Matt, you know I am. Jeff, I was asking the listener. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it seemed like a weird question because, you know, we've been doing a Marvel podcast together for nine years now. No, no, I was trying to grab the attention of all the Marvel fans out there for this ad. Oh. I thought it was weird, too. You should definitely warn us. Good note, Ashley. Well, if you like Marvel movies and TV as much as we do, join us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. He did it again. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts.